What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 219th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. Yeah, what what was I supposed to... Is this Pokemon, or... I'm so confused. This marathon training program, it's just going to get worse, folks. I, I have no idea where I am right now. Mar- my, you're training for the today. running. Yes. The sprinting. Which which will end at the end of October. So we've got many, many months of me waking up in the middle of a Sunday, not quite knowing exactly where I am, but being expected to be on the ball for our uh, Mixler audience. How How many miles how many american miles are you running in the end or in the right now uh i both 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 so i did a little over six miles this morning um at the end it's going to be 26.2 miles in one in one strut in one go yep start start i believe it starts and ends at the iwo jima memorial in arlington virginia oh wow well we have 30 American Mile Travis with us today, too. Is that my, is that like my new nickname or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't earned that. But you know, like 30, 30, planning to. 30 Mile I was, Travis. I was looking for some something in the new trailer that we'll talk about to make fun of for when you introduce me so that I would have something to make fun of. And I, as I was watching it, I noticed the... The new graphics for the the new uh, little display for when an ability activates in the new game looks like looks like it came off of like a paper cup from the nineties. So found that and figured that was that was funny enough. So oh, I so was gonna I was gonna say I can't, I, can't, I can't believe the uh, Rotom has a face tattoo. Talk about questionable choices. There's so, a, so much to talk too. about. Ugh. I woke up this morning and I was looking through Pokemon news and I was like, nothing really happened in the last week. And I was like, oh yeah, we got that trailer. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have rundown for the show here. We have we have some Pokemon news and then our main topic will be the the Sun and Moon trailer. I, I obviously that falls under news, but I think that'll be our biggest topic and take up the most time. And then I I have like three emails that we'll tackle. I looked at emails prior to the show. I was somewhat ahead, kind of planning the show out. And then we have our Pokemon of the week. And uh, this is the second week in the row. We're uh, doing this on Mixler live. So if the couple people that are listening, they get early treat. Again, this is something we're just trying. But uh, we'll see how that works out. Before we dive into some Pokemon stuff, Travis, how was your week? Pretty good. Played some D and D the other day. And not was, not Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Some real D and D. Yeah, some uh, Pokemon free Dungeons and Dragons. Um, that my party beat the big boss at the end of the chapter, and they survived. I'd scared them a little bit to make them think they were gonna die. Um, so that was that was good. One of them was like uh, they haven't played for like a super long time so one of them was like what happens when a character dies <laughs> like you roll another one <laughs> they're like oh no heal me heal me <laughs> you you have to leave the room and not come back if you die in the game you die in real life oh yes that's how i play could be like a way to get people off like 
out of your house like hey buddy you're dead uh this is kind of awkward so there's the door um, <laughs> now you die in the game you die in real life is the way i play tic-tac-toe that's <laughs> why i die in tic-tac-toe i thought you just lost that's that's death in my eyes why do you think i got glove permadeath tic-tac-toe yep. I, i'm running a nuzlocke in my tic-tac-toe game <laughs> well it's kind of like that movie from the 80s what Movie. You could be talking about yeah. so many. Are, you talking, are we talking like Lawnmower Man? Are we talking Land like... Land Before Time? Uh, I promise you there was only one movie in the 80s where a game of tic-tac-toe later turned into oh, a you're game of thermonuclear about, war. You're talking about war games. You're talking <laughs> about Jumanji? Yes. Um, Space Jumanji. Yes, that's exactly finally. what I'm talking about. I love how... It always war games comes is awesome, by the way. Much. I've never seen war it. War games is a classic, man. Yeah. Speaking of war games, Will, how was your week? I mean, it's it's pretty boring. Nothing nothing really going on. Uh, working on some some lace knitting and kicking myself every time I miss a yarn over, but that's going straight over most people's heads. Oh yeah, yeah it's certainly mine. Bring back bring back the D and D talk. I can at least understand that. <laughs> I was uh, I was at a wedding last night. I was at Vinny's wedding. Vinny has been on the show at least. Once I know he did the Rayquaza hot dog movie with me when we did that live on um we were using Blog Talk Radio at the time but yeah I went to his wedding it was in a barn in the middle of nowhere well most we can, most of Wisconsin all, uh, is the middle of nowhere we can all remind Vinny uh, no wedding invitation no wedding gift that's my policy only <laughs> <laughs> how wonderful his wedding is uh, was. it was it was good I I felt bad because I left slightly early and i also left without saying goodbye but not to be confused with me attempting to find him and unable to so at some point you're just like well i'm leaving yeah. so you did not you did an irish exit is is that what the kids are calling it what is uh, that either that or ghosting yes or i think it's called an irish goodbye which is when you just leave without hoping anybody notices I mean, I was trying to get noticed. I mean, his so his wedding was very nice. It was in a barn. It was I would I would classify it under like a Pinterest wedding. <laughs> it was it was good though. It was uh, in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, there was like a volleyball. It was at a camp. Uh, let me preface preface that. So there was you could you had the option to set up tents the night before, and they had like a, a like a campfire kind of thing. And they had there was a small like lake there where there was paddle boats and there was like a baseball did they field. have a did they have a friendly rivalry with the wedding across the lake <laughs> <laughs> a la meatballs another fantastic 80s movie i want to apologize because i said lawnmower man when you're talking about 80s movies about um dying in the game you die in real life but apparently i came out in 92 so Oop. sorry everyone another another episode where travis has corrections about 10 minutes later yeah, it's my new it's my new thing. I think people liked it. No, I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, so it was it was a very good wedding. Uh, Irene got kind of got sick. Whether that was the food or just being sick, still undetermined. But we 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 snuck out at eight, which I was a little upset because they were supposed to bring dessert out at eight, and we left at like seven fifty. You didn't get any wedding cake. I, I don't think they had cake. I think they were doing like brownies. I'm always what? I always like kick myself when. W- w- Either I miss dessert or dessert's just bad and I don't want to eat it. Well, now you're going to have the wedding curse and you'll never get married. Is, 
that's a thing. Drop yeah, in. Way to you, go, Steve. Drop if in. you don't eat the wedding cake, you don't. You curse yourself that you will never get married. If you don't eat the wedding cake in the game, you don't eat the wedding cake in real life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's let's start off our new segment with some controversial, some depressing, some Pikachu news. What? This must be new to me. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. Did Pikachu die? Did all the Pikachu die? Are you you guys haven't heard about this? No. All right. Well, this is a fun fun fact to with super effective listeners. I don't normally share the news with with Travis and Will prior because I want genuine reactions and and statements. But I can't believe you guys didn't hear about this. To lay out the groundwork to this news, uh, if if you were living under a rock, this is the first time a Pokemon game will be be released in China. It adds the two Chinese languages, Cantonese mm-hmm. and um, Mandarin. Mm-hmm. According to courts, so this, uh, this article is off Polygon, but there was a bunch of articles. Uh, people who lived in Hong Kong were displeased upon learning that the name of, name of the original 151 Pokemon would be translated to Mandarin instead of the largely more spoken Cantonese. As a result, the new name for Pikachu reads like Pikachu, in Cantonese, which sounds different from the original translation, Bikachu, to demonstrate to Nintendo how upset they are with the name change, people in Hong Kong have started protesting in the streets, demanding wow. the company use Cantonese translations for people who live in the city. Some protesters hold courts. They were ready to boycott Nintendo if the company did not release a Cantonese translation for the games. In response, Nintendo released a letter asking Hong Kong fans to simply ignore the Mandarin spelling and read it like they usually would. Despite that, however, the Hong Kong community of Pokemon fans have set up a Facebook group to express their concerns and frustrations. Well, well, now that's the nuclear option. If they got a Facebook group, man. The group is already... 6,000 members strong asking Nintendo to recognize their independence and respect their chosen language. There's no exact release date for Sun and Moon yet. That would be in China. But the company did uh, release the first look at the new starters earlier this month. So just to clarify a little bit, I think you started out that news article by saying that it's available in both uh, Chinese languages First off, there's many languages uh, that are spoken by traditional people in China. It's a huge, huge country. Um, But the official language, I want to say, of the government is Mandarin, and then southeastern China, which would encompass Hong Kong and also Taiwan, which is not the People's Republic of China, is Cantonese. Pardon me if I've gotten that wrong. But... The languages that will be available in, or the way that Chinese will be available in Pokemon Sun and Moon is, uh, I believe, traditional Chinese writing and simplified Chinese writing, which are not languages, but just ways of writing the text. So traditional Chinese, I believe, is a symbolic language. So all of the words are actual, the character is the actual full word. And then simplified Chinese is more of a phonetic way of writing Chinese. So that's why the Cantonese people would be upset, because the phonetic use of simplified Chinese reflects 
uh, a Mandarin phoneme rather than a Cantonese phoneme. Traditional Chinese, like someone uh, reading it in Mandarin or Cantonese, it makes no difference because the words are the words and it's not the way they sound. It would actually just be an issue in simplified Chinese. Does that make any sense at all? Yes. I was zoned out because an ant was crawling across my laptop, and that was just a weird scene. But, I mean, from the things that I was paying attention to, it sounds right. God forbid someone get a linguistics education from William R. Anderson. I have a follow-up from uh, Bobo Bobo News here, Bobopedia's news source. They have a, a, a different article. I'll read just some of it here. On May 10th, 2016, Nintendo released a new set of Chinese names for the first 151 Pokemon in an effort to unify the different names used between the regions. Most of the names were de- uh, derived from the Mandarin, Mandarin translation, while 24 of the names from the current set were new translations. As mentioned, Pikachu's Cantonese name was one of those that received a change to its Mandarin counterpart. However, the change of Pikachu's name does not affect Taiwan or mainland China, where Mandarin is the official language. Ah, okay. Uh, the counter. The controversy stems from different pronunciations between Cantonese and Mandarin, as well as political tensions between Hong Kong and mainland China. Mm-hmm. Some citizens have perceived the name change or uh, mainlanderization of the implement- implementation of sociocultural systems used in mainland on Hong Kong. Those are a lot of complicated buzzwords. Well, so you understand, I mean, you I, I understand not... it. Yeah. Yeah. I get no, it. it. It's all politics I, at that point. Uh, but, one country, two systems. But, but what's also important is to understand the history of Hong Kong, which Hong Kong was actually part of the United Kingdom until mm. I want to say 2000 or 2001, um, when it was handed back to China, People's Republic of China. And um, the at that point in time, there was kind of like a gentleman's agreement that Hong Kong would be called a special economic zone, which was not necessarily communist. It was uh, more of a free market type area. And so the people of Hong Kong still feel a somewhat like they're not really part of People Repu- People's Republic of China when in, in all reality, they fall under that governmental system, protest as much as they want to. So that's where the tension's coming from. For for like a very for like over a hundred years, they were ruled by the United Kingdom, and now they're ruled by a different country. And they're like, "What's up?" All right, last uh, last. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, there is no way to make these political tensions funny. I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's. I think I would. I think you would see just bringing it back to specifically Pokemon. I think if I can't think of where you could find another example, but I think if a quirk of localization and not to diminish that to the, the, the political tensions between the, uh, within that nation as, as a quirk, but if a, if a snafu of, of uh, localization meant that a Pokemon's name changed for, for us, that has been the same since the game's launch. I, I think you would see the same. Right. Uh, the last Spons, part here. So it's understandable. Last part here on uh, Bubble News is while considered to be a single single language, Mandarin, Cantonese, and other varieties of the language are mul- mutually unintelligible. Names rendered into Chinese based on pronunciation in Mandarin will differ when pronounced in Cantonese. As an example, Pikachu's Mandarin name is pronounced Pikachu, 
in Mandarin, but becomes P Kayu in Cantonese, despite though despite the differences in pronunciation, all varieties of Chinese shares a standard written form. That's what Will said. It should be noted that the former names have been used in official materials such as the dub Mandarin and Cantonese and various manga series for nearly two decades. In addition, the Mandarin names were originally based on uh, Taiwanese translations, which were later adopted in mainland China. Moreover, the Pokemon from the later generations have essentially the name, the same names in all three regions. Uh, so there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, China, a very complicated country. People, this is nothing to go to war over. It's okay. We can learn to accept all forms of Pika you. Be, also, Pika also you. there there are. Should we call Pikachu Pika you for the rest of? <laughs> be, no, I don't, I don't know what Pika political you. statement I would be making yeah. if if we did that. So we should probably steer uh, clear. Yeah, I got a I got a political statement. Isn't it amazing that Steve can pronounce Chinese Pokemon names better than he can pronounce them <laughs> in English? <laughs> That's what's amazing. Finally, I'm good at something. Uh yeah. I mean, there there are there are plenty of months to go before Pokemon's coming out in. Uh, for us and for China, so I'm sure stuff will naturally get resolved. Or if it's if it's maybe if you look at it of it's just a couple people being extremely vocal and that's why it made news, or that it is a big deal and it will be addressed in the upcoming months. So only time will tell on that part. Switching like six thousand six thousand person Facebook group is not that big. No, especially in uh, China's eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's. Not really. The, I guess, is there a... Where is Nintendo of... Is there like a Nintendo of Asia that's not just the Nintendo that's in Japan? Or I guess it's the Pokemon company, but... Oh, like a yeah, Nintendo of America, like, Nintendo like, of like I'm UK. trying to figure out who, who does the... Who's going to do the localization for the oh, new added languages? TPCI does all worldwide. Oh, okay. So it, the, the one in Seattle is in charge of all worldwide. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was a, there were different branches of TCPI. TPCI, the Pokemon <laughs> the co- company, the company Pokemon, Poke- the po- company Pokemon International, <laughs> the Pokemon that's Company the, that's Internet. That's the French translation. Uh, you guys, since you guys loved Hong Kong news so much, I have even more Hong Kong news. Nintendo Hong Kong, which apparently is a place that you guys were just talking about, has announced that the 2016 Pokemon National Championships Hong Kong Video Game National Championships have been postponed. The reason for postponement is, <laughs> postponement is not mentioned, but is likely related to the demonstration that occurred on May 31st. On the same day, the protest... Uh, as the protest, Nintendo Hong Kong released a statement concerning potential postponement or cancellation of the upcoming championship. Uh, so this has to do, this was related to the Pikachu debacle. Yeah, I find that interesting because, um, and I, I may be completely off, so anyone who is a cinephile or much more aware of how things happen in the various cultures uh, encompassed by the different Chinas, um, it's my recollection that while people in that area of the world are quick to protest... Um, they they tend to actually come into mass protesting rather rapidly, much more rapidly than 
uh, the American culture would feel inspired to do so. They are also incredibly polite protesters. Um, in that they they are not rioters. Um, they they don't you know tear each other's heads off for Cabbage Patch dolls. Um, they much more like everyone is going to wear yellow shirts and stand on this street corner for 12 hours to let everybody know how upset we are about BKU. They're not going to like get get angry or violent at the national championships. But well, I mean, I guess protest of whatever level in some people's eyes is uh is unacceptable but absolutely a, a different culture from ours so right. very hard to rate what's um what they concern can see as uh upsetting and disruptive compared to what we in America would just call the police on well we mentioned we mentioned the Hong Kong video game national championships last week i believe or it could've been the week before but they yeah, a couple weeks ago the at, at the Hong Kong Championships, there are they're going to be distributing a shiny Mewtwo. Um, so that was the that event was originally scheduled for June 9th at the I Square. And yeah, uh, that's right, that's yep. right. Yeah, that's that's really disappointing because we could have gotten all those cloned shiny Mewtwo's. <laughs> right. I, I don't think I've ever seen a shiny Mewtwo out there. <laughs> so uh, there's no new date for the VGCs. So uh, we'll keep you updated when that when that comes comes full circle here more happy news or not protesting of sort maybe you can protest if you don't like manaphy but you can now download manaphy <laughs> off the nintendo network uh that is running We're like man no fee man no fee. <laughs> that is uh that is running june 1st to june 24th you are going to get a level 100 manaphy its ability is hydration. Its moves are tail, glow, bubble, and water sport. And that is available for Pokemon X, Pokemon Y, Omega Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. And again, that and I, is Nintendo Network. I would argue that since Manaphy is not a, um, an actual mythical or legendary Pokemon, that this is a new Pokemon Ranger game confirmed. What? Manaphy is mythical? No, it's not. You get it as an egg. Uh, it says mythical above its title on Pokemon20.com. Well, that's somebody from CPCI who is not informed about the history of Manaphy, but you get it as an egg in a Pokemon Ranger game. So now they're just dropping a hint that there will be a new Pokemon Ranger game coming out. Why would that part... preclude it from the categorization of mythical Pokemon? Because mythicals are only the ones that you can only get as distributions, yep. internet distributions. They don't hatch from eggs. They can't breed there, can be there, are, there are exceptions to that rule. You could, you could argue that that getting the Pokemon, like, like you could get uh, the, the Jirachi from uh, Pokemon the GameCube box, right? <laughs> Pokemon Ranch. Or I remember or that, that system, the, the GameCube no, box. It was, there, it was either Pokemon Ranch on the Wii as the WiiWare thing, or it was the. It wasn't a Coliseum, or maybe it was Celebi. But then there's also like a bonus disc for one of the Pokemon stadiums or something, or maybe Pokemon Coliseum where you got another one. So there's like, there's precedent for mythical Pokemon being. No, they don't come as eggs and they don't, you can't breed them, which Manaphy does both. Yeah, but Manaphy is like super weird because it, it is an egg or it comes from an egg. That's not weird. That's where most Pokemon come from. So how, what would you call Manaphy? Just a Pokemon? Yes. No, you, because you can't just catch it. It's a weird Pokemon from another region. 
but that doesn't make it mythical. That, well, it doesn't make it. Le- I I would say that it's mythical and not like legendary or a regular Pokemon. Well, let's call a spade a spade. It is not just a normal Pokemon, right? Yeah, because when you breed it, it it breeds another thing that doesn't exist anywhere. Well, let's all do this: go out and buy twelve dozen, uh, just a dozen eggs, put them in your fridge, and hold on to them until they announce the new Pokemon Ranger game, and then smash those eggs in your face because you're gonna have egg in your face. Oh my! Well, I'm not saying you're wrong on on that. But you are saying I'm wrong on that. No, I'm, sa- say, I'm saying you're true. wrong. That it's going to be a new Pokemon Ranger game, and you're saying, nah, this is the reason why it's not going to be a new Pokemon Ranger no, game. No, 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 I'm saying all, the only claim that I'm arguing with is that your claim that Manaphy is not a legendary or a mythical Pokemon. I think it certainly is. Uh, and the company Pokemon International is behind me on this. I think, sure, maybe that means Pokemon Ranger game. I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in. I'm indifferent to a Pokemon Ranger game, but uh, there are 12 months in the year, and there are 11, I think there are 11 because they skipped January, mythical Pokemon, and Manaphy is under one of these 11 that they decided to distribute. Well, I'm in Facebook right now starting a group to protest both of you and its super effective anti-Pokemon Ranger stance. I'll tell you what, and anyone once who that wants Facebook to join group me, gets free. the 6,000 members, we will report yeah. on it officially. Then, then we'll talk. <laughs> then then we'll, post, we'll, post, we'll postpone our next episode, and then we'll talk. Um, next month, uh, July 1st through July 24th, we will be getting Shaman. Again, that is through through the Nintendo Network. Funny, we'll be getting shaman, and will be being will will be being shamed. That joke would have been a lot better if your name weren't also a word. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get everybody. Uh, uh, shaman will have the moves Seed Flare, uh, Air, uh, Aromatherapy, Substitute, and Energy Ball. And again, that is available through the Nintendo Network. I think after that is Arceus, which is uh, games going to be GameStop downloaded. All right, final bit of news here before we get to the other news. Uh, there are some more stuff revealed about Pokemon Go. I don't know how in-depth you want to talk about this, but I have an article off the Inquisitor, and they pulled pretty much uh, all their details from the subreddit uh Silf Co Silf Road was it's one of those also the inquisitor has a really terrible website cuz uh their stuff doesn't load properly and no it's not me because i have 100 other web pages open that are fine okay it sounds weird a thing called the inquisitor that sounds like that you know that sounds like a fake journal that sounds like a fake media outlet from dystopian fiction it sounds like the a british tabloid their uh their, <laughs> their subtitle is news worth sharing i'll be the judge of that <laughs> there are there was some zendesk leak that showed uh, if if you don't know what zendesk is it's just a help center that a lot of bigger companies there were some zendesk leaks that showed um some new menus, including something that explained what candy was uh, and what Stardust was, not to be confused with well, the, it's, it's a, the wrestler it's a sweet Stardust. food that kids, and, that kids love. Um, as you acquire Stardust and candy, you gain the ability to power up, capture 
Pokemon. Pa the ability Power Up. Power Up is the ability's name. Um, which increases their CP and their HP. You acquire candy and Stardust by catching Pokemon and hatching eggs. Candy is specific to each Pokemon's evolution family. For example, Bulbasaur candy is obtained by catching and hatching any Pokemon in the Bulbasaur family. Break that down even simpler. Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur. You will need Bulbasaur candy to power up a Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, or Venusaur. Stardust can be used to power up any Pokemon in your collection. For example, you can power up a Rattata using Stardust acquired by catching a, a Meowth. And there is a screenshot below that goes a little more in depth that you will need 100 Stardust and one Ekans candy to power up an Ekans, but you would only need 17 Ekans candy to evolve your Ekans into an Arbok. Silphorode, yeah. Oh, I got there's that. your evolution mechanic. Um, there you go. A, uh, also showed a new item called the Lure Patch, not to be confused with the Nicotine Patch. It, it has the ability to attract Pokemon to Poke Stops for 15 minutes when deployed. You can also now assign a new nickname to your captured Pokemon and tag certain Pokemon as favorites. Well, that's mean. They're all my favorite. Uh, it seems that we are getting closer to the official release date because according to Ni Niantic's blog, they quote, It is getting closer. It is sort of like making a big meal for your friends or family. We have been sweating the details in the kitchen and we are now anxious to share our creation with you. Our team is learning and iterating and we can't wait to share Pokemon Go with everyone. Stay tuned for more details. End quote. Don't you love it when a team iterates? Oh, I we, we I iterate all the time. I find that their concept <laughs> of making a big meal for for their family is way different from my concept of making a big meal for my family. Because my concept Spitting is in all of the side dishes. <laughs> no, <laughs> dialing up Boston Market and saying I've got 15 people coming over. Wait, what combo can you put together for 15 people? Thanks, I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> I just what, that is, hey, that's what the Pokemon company did when they hired Niantic. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord, you're right. You are right. Except it didn't come out in half an hour. Um, I believe they're going to be giving, a, they're going to have a developer panel at E3. Uh, that has also been announced, if I, if I recall some, some things that I've read. I would, I would not be surprised if at E3... Whether I don't know what day Nintendo is presenting or not presenting with their Nintendo Treehouse, but I would not be surprised if after they show footage, they'll they'll go an open beta for everyone, and it will be in beta for the rest of the year because they're gonna pull like some Gmail where Gmail was in beta for like eight years before they ever yeah I remember that officially. So I if anything's happening, they're gonna say open beta for everyone at the end of this press press conference. Calling it now. That would. That would be cool. Um, there are two uh, Nintendo Treehouse of Horrors. Uh, the first one is uh, Zelda and Pokemon, and then the second one is Monster Hunter Generations and a bunch of stuff that nobody cares about. That seems like an E3 press conference. I thought. I thought that. I thought. I remember reading that Nintendo's only E3 presentation was about the Zelda thing. They are only bringing Zelda to the show floor, uh, okay. but that doesn't have to do with their treehouse stuff, which is at which is in Seattle and streamed throughout the yeah. weekend. 
yeah so uh wait uh hold on we've got news because i think they've actually changed it's not just zelda that they might actually have pokemon on the show floor oh i i still don't think they're gonna have pokemon on the show floor not like even like a demo no I, what what do they have to demo? Like, who are they convincing? To, like, no one. If you're going to E3, you either like or don't like Pokemon. A new game is not going to convince you at this point. <laughs> uh, two Treehouse of Horror live video broadcasts: one June 14th, one June 15th. A Pokemon Go update Q and A with developers, but that's separate. Yeah, no. I don't. That's probably not going to be. I, I like I, I don't know if they they haven't announced Nintendo Direct. They I would assume there will be a Nintendo Direct. Well, I know they're they're no, showing no, stuff. No, 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 nobody's doing that stuff anymore. Everybody's pulling out at E3, man. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're they're just doing Treehouse of Horrors and that's it. Yeah, because they don't need like because that works. Like that was some of the best parts of E3 last year. I mean, you can say that like I think that's exactly what Will's point is that you can have a strong E3 presence without actually having a strong... You can basically pull out of E3 and still satisfy people with your quote-unquote E3 presence. Well, yeah, like it's yeah. it's not necessary to do what people used to do and go all out I mean, it. but this has been Nintendo for, like, the last four years. Like, they stopped going to the stage show and started yeah. doing Nintendo yeah. Direct. So, like, this is not yeah. different than anything they've ever done besides only bringing Zelda to the show floor, which is, which is fine, because... It's the last Wii U game. And the first NX game. <laughs> right. Well, that's what they say, at least. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the Pokemon Sun and Moon trailer. So we will be right back. And we are back from our break. Talk to you about more Pokemon Sun and Moon. Eventually, that game is coming out November 18th, I believe, in the United States. So, like, a little over five more months. <laughs> a little over five months, yeah. Um, where to begin? Let's, let's, uh, let's begin with the two legendary Pokemon here. Uh, the first one is Solgaleo, which is uh, categorized, uh, categorized as the Sune Pokemon, S-U-N-N-E. Well, it's they they I don't know. It's like that's just sun. Okay. I'm, I'm reading they, the they, press release here. Yeah, they spelled them both weird. Yeah. Uh moon is spelled M O O N E. So. Yeah. Anyways, it is 11 American feet tall. It weighs 507 <laughs> American pounds. The typing is psychic steel and its ability is full metal body. The Mega Jirachi's weird. So <laughs> uh, Galio is referred to with the uh, reverence as the beast that devours the sun. So Galio's body holds a vast amount of energy and it shines with light when it is active. It has a flowing mane with a remarkable resemblance to the sun. Its signature move is Sun Steel Strike. An attack that charges at an opponent with the force of a meteor, disregarding the target's ability. So Galio's ability is full metal body, a new ability that... Well, that's debatable. A new ability <laughs> that has no previous Pokemon... No previous Pokemon has had. With full metal body, 
A Pokemon's stats will not be lowered by an effect of a po- of an opponent's move or ability. I think it's clear that Full Metal Body not as unique as it sounds. Yeah, it's a new name for an old ability. Uh, is it? Is it not exactly the same as Clear Body? Unless there's a detail about it that they have not yet revealed, it would be. It sounds exactly the same as Clear Body. Okay. Well, yeah, it's like the the same thing that um, was it. Uh, Rush Room and yeah, Terravolt yeah. and uh, was it Turbo Blaze? Yeah, was you got it. Rush yep. Rums, um, that were both uh, Mold Breaker. Mold Breaker. So. Yeah, I gotta say that this is dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I support a lot of things that Pokemon does, but I do not support rehashing abilities with new names. Especially because it. I mean, it goes back to my constant thing I rant about, it, namely the increasing complexity of the of the games. Because adding new abilities is awesome. That's really cool. But when you have multiple abilities of the same name, or, or sorry, no, different way around. You have multiple identical abilities with different names. It's purely just a new thing to learn and remember what it is, right. as opposed to an, a new feature that sure makes the makes it a little harder to memorize all of the new Pokemon, but add something new. Like this doesn't add anything new. Yeah. But I, I, I like the designs of both of these Pokemon. I think they're both really cool. I, I would disagree a little bit in that. I don't think people put that much into memorizing the name of the ability that somebody has. They just memorize what it does. So yeah, it's sure. not that hard. Yeah, sure. But I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's a, it's an obnoxious design decision regardless. Right. In my like w- at what point in the creative process or they're like, well, let's just give, Let's just give this Pokemon clear body, but like, like let's let's rename it because like it it has to have a new name because I'll tell you at what point it's either pay programmers fifty thousand dollars to program in some new ability throughout all of Sun and Moon, or pay some dude ten dollars to come up with a cool name for clear body. <laughs> but why? Which, which like, choice are you gonna make? Like, I would. Why not just give it clear body? Yeah, like what what benefit? Mewtwo has pressure. They got all these Pokemon that have pressure. It's a glorious golden lion thing. Yeah, but like clear body. I'm not gonna like Metagross has clear body, and that thing sure ain't clear. I'm not gonna like look at look at Solgaleo and go, oh, clear body. If it was cooler, maybe I'd use it. Maybe if you called it like. I don't know, full metal body evoking that, that getting that Kubrick vibe. I know. <laughs> oh my God. It's so dark. It, it's so dark. I, I don't know why they would use like a reference to that particular movie, which just horrifies me. No There's no way it's a reference to full metal. Obviously, it's not, but it does. It, it touches it close enough that it brought sure. those thoughts to my mind. Oh, it touches it all right. Lu, Lunala. Lunala or Lunala. I, I don't know. Luna's we're moon. At the, we're at the point where we can't correct you, right? Because your guess is as good as right. that. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go Lunala. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go Lunala. Okay. I like Lunala. Lunala. All right. Yes. We have, that is the Mune Pokemon. It is 13 feet tall. It weighs 264 American pounds. It is Psychic Ghost with the ability Shadow Shield. Um, since- Which uh, is just multi-scale. Spoiler, spoiler. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Since ancient times, Lunala 
has been honored as an uh, emissary of the moon, referred to with uh, reverence as the beast that calls the moon. Lunala is constantly absorbing light and converting it into energy. With its that sounds like a complaint you would like. Ugh, Jerry is just constantly absorbing light. Like we get it. <laughs> with its wings spread to absorb the surrounding light and glittering like the crescent moon. It resembles a beautiful night sky. Luana, Luana's signature moonlight, wait, moongeist beam attack releases an ominous beam of light that disregards the target's ability. Lunala's ability is Shadow Shield, a new ability that, ha- a new that no previous Pokemon has had with the Shadow Shield ability, a Pokemon will take less damage from an attack when it lands. Wait, it will take less damage from an attack that lands when the Pokemon has full HP. Arguably this one. I mean, in the same way that Full Metal Body could be different than Clear Body if it had additional stipulations. Like, like maybe Clear or maybe Full Metal Body would prevent you, prevent the attack reduction from burn or something then it would be a different ability this one again could be slightly different than multi-scale if it was a different amount of damage reduction than half like if it reduced that first attack by three quarters or one quarter it would be different but it sounds like multi-scale yeah the one thing i would say about um uh that multi-scale is always it's only been a hidden ability in the past, so this is the first time that it's not. Oh, really? Ability. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Huh? Is it? That's not the same for clear body, though. No, clear body. Yeah. Any any old junker can get clear body, <laughs> like Metagross. <laughs> any old junker. All right, moving on. How many Pokemon even have clear body? I think it's not. It's not that common, uh, is it? One, two, three, I can four, four, only five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Someone was on the Bulbapedia page. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe I was on the Cerebees. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> Should, do, do we address that the fact that people are upset mostly at Solgaleo because, because of the typing is that what it's because called? it's not fire type. because it's not fire and all of a sudden like I don't know I'm always I've always feel like I'm in a different boat as Pokemon fans like yes Solgaleo looked like a fire Pokemon am I upset that it's not a fire Pokemon no there are a million fire dog Pokemon we already have. And by a million, I mean Entai. I mean Arcanine. I mean uh, the other, the, the other got, um, Pyroar. Yep, I was just going to say Pyroar. I don't need another fire dog. And so then... Well, lions are cats. Right, yeah. Like yeah, lions are cats too. <laughs> 2.0. 2. Lions 0. are cats 2.0. Right. Lion. Cat 2. Cat 2. Lion. And so. Uh, video. So. There's like the range of emotion of being upset that Solgaleo is not fire when it looks like it should be fire, and then going, What is Pokemon doing? Solgaleo, a legendary that is supposed to repre- represent the sun, is weak against fire. I, I don't know the intention there, and I've I've seen some theories, but, like, clearly that is intentional. Just like... Uh, I, like Luna- I like the typing, because, I mean, I don't have an extensive knowledge of this, but, but I assume that the, you know, a lot of 
cultures have uh, placed the the sun in a high place of of reverence in their religious beliefs, and those beliefs are not necessarily connected to fire in in any meaningful way. And like if before science told us that the sun was indeed a ball of flaming gas and a fusion reactor or whatever it is. Uh, I believe the sun is a mass of incandescent gas is how the phrase goes, but yes, go on. (laughs) Sure. Uh, (laughs) But without knowing that you would just, you would just associate it with light and not fire. So I think it's a, I think it's a more interesting choice to sort of, and the fact that it's called like the devo- the the beast that devours the the sun sounds sort of like sounds like a religious belief. It sounds like a like an eschaton or something. So so I think going more towards like a religious reverence of the sun, which it might be, it's a guess on my part. I'm guessing that's the direction they're gonna go. I think that's more interesting than just the sun is fire, so we'll make it fire. That's more interesting to me. Right, and then in in the same eyes, uh, Lunala is weakening. And- dark if mm-hmm. so the the two types fire and dark which people you know thought that these pokemon were going to be they're actually weak against those two types um i just think that's interesting i'm i am confident that there's a reason behind that or maybe they uh maybe they have three types maybe it's the psychic steel and fire and they just haven't revealed that yet or maybe they do some weird evolution thing like curium and they change types or get a new type or something silly like that we don't know all we know is everything i just read to you guys which basically means that we know nothing at all right like mm-hmm. how many legendary or mythical pokemon have alternative forms keldeo jamin curium don't well, Rushram yeah, and zekrom it's... have forms too well, no, they, you're they thinking of how fuse with Kiram. Um, oh, right? yeah, yeah, they fuse, which is another weird thing. Um, yeah, I'm just there's there's obviously more to these Pokemon than just the details they've provided. Mm-hmm. And we and we don't know what the third is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon oh Pokemon Eclipse version. The it better be called that. That'd be tight. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that'd be tight yo tight, I'd, tight, I'd tight. buy the heck out of that video game let's see Pokemon Sun and Moon take place in the Aloha region which centers Alola, ar- Alola sorry uh, which centers around four in the Alomomola region four tropical islands and one artificial island does, does Hawaii have five islands Will? Uh, I believe I named them previously um, Big Island, Lanai, Molokai Maui Oahu. Oh, there's more than that. There's Kauai. Yeah, there's more than five. Okay. Well, we have five in this game. Pokemon. Many Pokemon that have never been seen before inhabit the lush islands of the Alola region. The story begins right after the main character moves to Alola. After choosing to play as a hero or a heroine, players can customize their character's name and appearance. No sooner have they arrived then their adventure begins to unfold. They will meet many fascinating people as they travel through the region. Professor Kukui is Aloha's region Pokemon professor. We all got that wrong weeks ago. Yeah, I've got to totally do like a 
a retraction because I was like so adamant that Kukui was not the professor. Well, and... it's crazy because Bulbapedia even had Hala as the professor, and Bulbapedia yeah. usually doesn't list things unless they're pretty confident. I think Serebi did the same thing. Like Serebi was also confident. Uh, that was probably just messed up somehow in translation or not fine. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it, although I, I will commend um, the Pokemon's uh, new commitment to um, having extra hot uh, Pokemon professors. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good string. Well, I guess just two. I mean, but... Oak really started strong, and then uh, okay. Um, professor is passionate pas- passionate about its about his research into Pokemon moves, and has sometimes taken direct hits from Pokemon. If there was something to be learned by it, sporting a white lab coat, Professor Kukui has his own unique style. So yeah, there you go. This uh, this this professor is uh, researching Pokemon moves. Um, professor Oak was researching the bond between Pokemon and humans. Bur- uh, Elm was Pokemon evolution, I think. Who are you? T- yeah, I can't remember all their I different know specialties. Sycamore was Mega Evolution. Juniper was. Uh, I can't remember. Was Juniper like <laughs> climate? The fact that you remember any of these is super yeah, impressive no, to me. It was not climate because they they had the the weather research lab. For oh yeah. Um, I know she was looking into why the. Um. The stuff in the Chargestone Cavern. She's looking into organs, Pokemon organs. Oh, 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 oh the old origins. Um, I think birch was like berries and food. I could be wrong. Anyway, the least relevant Pokemon professor. Right, we could we could do a whole episode about the professors. Uh, that would actually probably be really cool. Okay. Uh, who who are we kidding? We would never. Yeah, do that. yeah. That Why would we? Well, well, yeah. Uh, Burke was habitats and distribution. Okay. There you okay. go. Close the loop. Close the loop. Uh, Lily is a. You see, you should have told us about ten minutes later. You dropped the ball there. Well, Lily. My is, name is not Travis. Lily is a mysterious girl who assists assists the professor. A young girl. This young girl is about the same age as the player's character, and is Professor Kukui's assistant. She is not fond of making Pokemon fight in battles, but she loves reading, and she has read a great number of books. Lily will play an important role in the story of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, I don't think that she's going to be the champion, um, which is a rumor that I heard, especially if she doesn't like battling. How can you be the Pokemon regional champion if you don't like battling? But I was going to say I was going over... some old stuff where I went over the um, strange souvenir. And one thing that stuck out to me, just because I'm, I'm on a, a roll about the champion of the Alola region, um, is the tourist who gives you the strange souvenir says, just wait until you meet our champion. Uh, there's something else. And that almost makes me believe that the champion of the Alola region may actually not be a human being. Ponder that. Okay. I was going to say, I think that Pokemon has finally realized that not everyone plays the game to battle. And I think it's taken them a really long time to, it's almost like they were scared to get away from that. But if you look at 
if you look at Pokemon Black and White, Charon is obviously like that's where you have the two rivals. Um, Charon is obviously the one that you battle and the harder one, and then you have Bianca, who is like a pushover, is like a joke when it comes to battling, and it's almost like Bianca, you should have never battled. She should have just been a rival in some other aspect of the game, but they didn't know how to do that. So in this game, it's like, well, here is your rival that you will be battling, and here is your rival that you will be not battling, but doing some other aspect of the game with. And think, they acknowledge think... that in X and Y, because out of your com- different companions, they each had a different goal in mind. Mm. Or even before that, the game's about, I mean, going back to, like, Pokemon contests, they, with each game since that, they've always tried to introduce introduce some sort of side thing that you can do with Pokemon. But I think what you're noticing, Steve, is that they're getting better at finding out what people like to do other than battling. Like, like there is always a knowledge that that people en- that there's a large swath of a fan base of Pokemon that enjoys the game but not battling. But it's taken them a while to find out what that formula is for how to cater to those players, and maybe the maybe just emphasizing it more story wise is a way to go. But who knows? Right. Yeah. And there's also like the the concern is like like in black and white they had the movie stuff, and to me that was like yeah. I don't want to do this. Like, this is not fun. And so hopefully with Lily, they have found a new balance of like, okay, this is another thing you can do if you don't like battling, but also it's, we're not going to shove it in your face, but I'm sure it will be shoved in your face. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what's this guy's name? Hayu? Who I? H-A-U? How? 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 How is a Pokemon-loving young boy with a big appetite? He is the same age as the player's character. How becomes one of the main character's first friends. His real weakness is uh, some kind of donuts. I don't know how to say this word, but I looked it up. It was a donut. What is it? How is it spelled? M-A-L-A-S-A-D-A-S. Malasadas. Yeah. Oh, man, those are so good. But they're donuts, right? Well, it's like a Portuguese donut thing. It's fried dough. It is, but it's not. You you wouldn't put frosting or anything on that. But I just have memories of when I was a, a little kid going to Leonard's Bakery and getting like fresh malasadas off the line. So good. That does sound good. Uh, it is a famous treat in the Alola region. Uh, and uh, Howe is always in search of the malasada shop. How Mala Asada. Mal Asada. How is go. a big hearted boy who really loves Pokemon. Sounds like he is the uh, opposite of blue. Is that what the or red? Whatever. The Gary, the wannabe blue Gary. Is the, blue is the rival of generation one. Right. The one who doesn't love Pokemon until the very end. The one who knocks. Let's get to the Pokedex. I think that the Pokedex is the last new thing here. The Pokedex is a convenient tool that records information about the Pokemon that the players see and catch during their adventure. In Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, Professor Kukui provides a special Pokedex to the player known as the Rotom Pokedex. It is inhabited by a Rotom, a Pokemon with the power to reside uh, reside in various electronic appliances. The Rotom Pokedex does much more than record Pokemon info. It has its own personality. Besides showing players the current location and their next destination, the Rotom Pokedex also provides advice where to go next 
based on the conversations players have with other characters. And I just want to get this out of the way real quick. In Pokemon Sun and Moon, a QR scanner uh, function allows players to see information about Pokemon when they scan QR code patterns by scanning in special QR patterns. Fans can register Pokemon of the Aloha region to their Pokedex and find out where they live. If they scan the QR code for a Pokemon that they haven't yet caught, players can check its habitat and where to search it out. Uh, but I believe QR codes are very popular in Japan where they do... Um, uh, Andrew was talking about this, uh, who is uh, our Japanese uh, resident... Correspondent. Correspondent. <laughs> but uh, they do like a lot of events where they have to like go around areas in japan and scan qr codes so i'm I'm assuming that that's that's why it's there i don't i don't think qr codes really took off in america at all i I mean i remember when they people tried to make them take off but yeah yeah the original 3d pokedex that was on the original um 3ds had a qr code functionality and i remember like um regionals in 2011 they had some qr codes for that and that was the only time i ever saw qr codes and pokemon together i uh i'm assuming that there will be more rotom forms we have the Washington washing machine, the lawnmower. The Washington machine. The, the Washington machine. <laughs> the machine that will become the first uh, head of state of whatever country you're trying to create the, with your machine. The lawnmower, the fan, the refrigerator, and the heater? Oven. Oven. And now we have uh, a Pokedex. I, I don't know. It just like if if you're gonna make Rotom turn into something else, you might as well add two or three more things to that list besides the Pokedex. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm very very happy that we have um, at this point in time clearly identified that thing in the game that people have chosen to hate, even though they have seen and experienced absolutely nothing of it. Yeah, the amount weird, of but... hate I have seen towards Rotom decks is ridiculous. Really? Oh, I, I hope they have an option to have a Pokedex without a Rotom. I don't want Rotom in my Pokedex. Oh, this is terrible. Pokemon blah, blah. fans are so weird. Dude, chill. You haven't even seen it. You don't know. Yes. Also, like, half those fans complaining like are probably going to Game Shark them I'm some perfect DV Pokemon and never, and just battle and never use the Pokedex. <laughs> I'm guessing it's just going to be purely cosmetic. Like occasionally, your Pokedex will, if you like, if you if you're um, if you're stuck at a part, or like you could ask your Pokedex, "Hey, what? Where do I go?" Also, shout out to the random when I was at the airport a few weeks ago. Shout out to the random person who was playing X and Y, um, and saw that I was playing Hearthstone on my laptop and correctly assumed that I knew things about Pokemon. Um, and asked me where he needed to go after uh, fixing the the blackout. Oh, the power plant. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Rem- I didn't remember. And I was like, "Sorry, dude." Uh, you go back into Lumio City. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would have just said, but I didn't want to sound like I didn't know. It. Like, like I didn't want to just say that if I didn't know. But it seemed like the logical thing. But I was like, "Sorry, I don't, I don't know." So. So if you're if you're out there, I'm sorry I couldn't I, I'm sorry I couldn't do it, do you a better one. 
he also said he's really good at dark souls that came up in conversation good good i'm so glad i think there was <laughs> there was i i didn't look too deep into this and that's okay we have we have plenty of time before sun and moon comes out but there were there was a couple screenshots i think one was from uh i think one was from gen 6 and i think one was gen 3 and i think people were trying to find it in other games but uh in in a science lab in both those games that i mentioned there was like a scientist that would tell told you we are trying we are trying to discover new technology to like talk to pokemon i think that's a stretch to say that to say that the rotom pokedex is the culmination of that i think that's a stretch personally well, I would say as the culmination, yes, but they did. I think they did mention that the Rotom Pokedex will help you communicate with Pokemon in new ways. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. that, those were the exact words. I mean, Pokemon can talk to each other, so I'm assuming if the Rotom lives in your Pokedex, it could translate what, I don't know. That would be cool. And, and again, I don't know how much that plays positively or negatively into the into the future of these games, but... I'm I, at this point, like I've played so many Pokemon games, I am open to anything. As you should be, keep an open mind, and you'll never be disappointed, <laughs> or mostly won't be disappointed. There, there's still the possibility, but with an open mind, you're not closing doors before they've you've had an opportunity to go through them. Right. Let me right. come up with some more metaphors. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Okay, actually, I, I did want to mention this part of news. There was a Pokemon Go Kickstarter that Wait, what? <laughs> um it was called The Kickstarter is ended. It's called Go Trip, an interactive Australia-wide Pokemon Go road trip. So, Will, they stole your ideal to road trip except this was uh over Australia. Uh, the the pitch is an online viewer determined web series documented Niantic's upcoming mobile app. Twenty one destinations, four trainers, two weeks, one hundred and fifty one Pokemon. They have uh, they have that they need. Um, uh, I believe this is in American dollars because I see the dollar sign, and uh, so they said they needed one thousand six hundred dollars for gas. They needed two thousand dollars for accommodation, which is you know hotels. They needed. $13,000 for food and groceries. They needed uh, $450 for utilities uh, slash miscellaneous, and they needed $300 for Kickstarter fee. I would guess that that is Australian dollars. Uh, yeah, prob- probably. Uh, their total goal was $5,400, and uh, they did not hit their goal. They ended at $1,000 with 30 backers, and funding was unsuccessful. Well, how's that bummer steve why are we talking I know. about this yeah well okay so I, I have a lot of thoughts about this my my first thought i, lo- I look at the project and it, it, it the, the the kickstarter page and it's it's very gen one focused and it looks well thought out like the like the page doesn't look like this is we need money give us money end of kickstarter page but at the same time you look at the cost and you break that down of like we need gas, we need hotel, we need food, we need internet. Pay for our two-week vacation. Like, that's what it reads to me. <laughs> Basically, you're right. You just broke it down. Although they were going to record it, right? They're going to make, like, a reality TV show Right, about it. yeah. I, I think, I think the, the, the problem with that is... And I'm not, I'm not, like, saying that... Like, I'm not trying to, like, badmouth these guys or, like, say, like, 
like laugh at them that they failed. But there, there have been so many failures on Kickstarter, and Kickstarter's hard, and it, it, it's, it's just not, not an easy platform. Like it, like you could look at any Kickstarter and go, well, they're just asking for money for this, and it's very, give me money to do this. But what, when, I, what I'm looking at when I look at that is I'm, I'm definitely paying for your vacation. Like four people are taking it two weeks. All their gas is paid for. All their food is paid for. We're paying for their hotels. And maybe at the end, we're going to get some video content. But, like, that, n- nothing is guaranteed on Kickstarter. So, at the very least, all I've done is, is paid for your vacation. Whereas the other way around should have been, we already did all this with our own money. And we have all this footage. But now, like, we need the money for post. Or, or, and to reimburse expenses, right. sure. Yeah, like, that would be like a podcast starting up and saying, like, we want to do 100 episodes, this is the money we need? Like, yeah, that that could work. I don't know what you've done in the past. Like, where's my insurance there? Where's my, where are you, where's my confidence in giving you money? Where, I mean, I can compare this show to, to that. I... We did a Kickstarter four years after we started. Like, that was four years of episodes, four years of content. We were like, here's a Kickstarter. We want to do 100 more episodes. This is the money we need. And we hit that very easily. And we were still producing episodes. And it was, like, nice to be like, I paid for this out of pocket for four years all by myself because I loved doing it. I didn't say, like, hey, I don't, I don't want to work for, like, two months. Can you give me... I'm not, and I'm not saying they want to do that, but like when you read that, it's like. In all fairness, the startup cost for a documentary series is much higher than to just make a podcast. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just just a comparison. I've gone down a weird rabbit hole even talking because this. <laughs> because frankly, I don't care about the lack or existence of a an Australian documentary series about Pokemon Go. <laughs> So I've just been looking on Twitter, and I ended up going down a rabbit hole into the community of Mark Hamill enthusiasts on Twitter, and a few of them have in their Mark Hamill being the actor who portrays Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars series of films. Uh, incorrect. Them... Mark Hamill is the voice actor for the Joker in the Batman animated series. Sure. Uh... <laughs> A few of them have stipulations in their Twitter bio of how many times Mark Hamill himself has liked uh, one of their tweets. And this person has even received a DM from, from, from Mr. Hamill. So that's, that's kind of impressive. The world of, I guess what I'm saying is the world of celebrity enthusiast Twitter is fa- more fascinating to me than is whether or not a group of Australians were able to get enough kickstarter money to make a documentary about pokemon go it's also hard to pitch me a documentary of pokemon go when that game is not out yet yeah um and i think i'd rather play it than watch other people play it Mm -hmm. all right let's tackle some emails i prefer a less violent metaphor but go on oh you know it okay so this email was from april a couple months ago and uh it was uh, relating to the midwest gaming classic and uh there 
we get a lot of emails, but like some of them are just just questions, and some of them are just like, "Hey, we love the show," and and some of them like really, I'm like, like they're very few and far between. There's the email I read, and then I immediately take it to Irene and I tell her to read that because like something like pulls pulls at your mm-hmm. your emotions. So uh, bear with me; it's a little bit long. And uh, this is from Robbie. Should I get uh, some some? Uh tissues ready like yeah yeah i would uh, it's from and i did i did uh i did email robbie back and said thank you and i asked him if i could read this and he said he would be honored so here we go again this is related to the midwest gaming classic which was i don't know probably like 10 episodes back uh it says hi sbj i was listening to your recent podcast about the midwest gaming classic and some of your frustrations and how you put all this time and effort into something and before you know it it's all gone and you're just left up you're just left pick up and go home. I live in a city not too far for you, from you, and over the past weekend I was rebuilding a chicken coop that I have to raise four hobby chickens. I started raising the chickens about a year ago, and while some there were some bumps along the way, I've learned a lot, and I was having fun doing it. I sold my old hens, and I got a group of four chicks in February, and I've been raising them in my basement. They are now big enough that they can, that they can be outside, and I've decided to build a coop to fit their needs a bit better. Two friends and I worked tirelessly for two days uh, building the coop, and on a Sunday at 8 p.m. we finally finished. This was the second remodel in a year. We got the chickens their cozy new coop and celebrated our accomplishment. At 5.30 a.m. the next morning, I woke up and there was a firefighter pounding on my door yelling about a fire. In an instant, I lost my chickens and the new coop, and honestly, about the 20 hours of work we put into it. I was dumb enough to put a 60-watt light bulb in the coop and with them to generate some heat during the spring in Wisconsin, because sometimes it can dip below freezing, Uh, and the fire department thinks that something happened to the light bulb and sparked a fire in the coop. I was listening to your Hmm. podcast while I was shoveling the debris and doing some general yard work cleanup. What you were saying about the time, energy, and nothing to show really hit home for me. You're a passionate person. Don't ever lose that. Sometimes things don't turn the way turn around the way they should. You're one of the few content creators I look forward to and seeing new stuff in week in and week out. And the sheer number of different ways you create con- content for your fans of your work is incredible, fascinating, and inspiring. You are truly very talented. I never heard of Midwest Gaming Classic until I found your podcast, and I was considering attending this year but decided not to mostly because the weekend turned out great weather and I took advantage to rebuild my coop. I have to ask myself, if I would have gone instead, uh, would my chickens still be alive? However, I can't live with that and neither should anyone else. So thank you for bringing your TVs and your Wii U's and everything you did to make MGC great for those to attend. Thank you for your friends that drive, thank you to your friends that drove hours and brought extra TVs and cables to play Pokken. Very big thank you to Will, Travis, and Logan, and everyone who participates in Pokemon Podcast for the crazy conversations and brilliant ways you make the day better. I started. I recently started watching your Dungeons & Dragonite stream, and I saw how much fun you all have seem to be having, and it might be something I might want to try a group play with. Keep doing what you're doing, and keep, it, and keep doing it the fullest. I'm going to start rebuilding my chicken coop this weekend, and in a few weeks I'll get new hens, and you should do the same metaphorically speaking for every person that just wants to sit in your chairs or play with your video games for 15 minutes and just walk away without saying a word to you there's somebody else out there laughing at your corny i mean spectacular jokes 
wishing that they could just shake your hand, introduce themselves, and say, I like Gen 4 too. Looking forward to the next movie night. Mm. Take care, Robbie. Well, now I feel all sad for those poor chickens. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your chickens. My sister raises chickens, and, and she really loves each and every one up to the point that she slaughters them and has some for dinner. But still, there's a lot of love that goes into chicken raising. I, I understand it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a really great email. And uh, sorry about the chickens. Yeah, sorry about the chickens, and thanks for the kind words, Robbie. Yep. Well said, Travis. I uh, I think uh, I don't think anything's gonna top that email. <laughs> I said, so let's read another one. Uh, so we'll save the other. What, do you, what Pokemon do you think should get a Mega Evolution? <laughs> so uh, if you have any emails, chickens or not chickens, you can email us at sbj at pkmncast.com or you could just go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit the contact button. Uh, both ways are acceptable. I know we said we were going to read three, but uh, we'll just leave it as that, and we'll uh, we'll tackle more emails next week. Whew. Let's uh, let's move on to Pokemon of the week. And since Lunala is a bat Pokemon, I figured let's do another bat Pokemon. I thought we could only do cats. You know, I thought about that, and I was like, we need some bat love here, some Batman love. So we're going to do Noivern, which is a flying dragon type Pokemon. Nice. It is the sound wave Pokemon, not to be confused with the future sound type Pokemon that we might get. Um, 715 in the Pokedex, knows the abilities Frisk, Infilt- Infiltrator, and Telepathy. Travis's moveset, but before he does that, from its ears, Noivern releases ultrasonic waves, which can be strong enough to shatter a large boulder. It uses these waves to freely navigate through darkness, allowing it easily, allowing it to easily ambush prey under cover of night. Noivern is extremely combative towards anything that wanders too close to it. It loves eating fruit, thus approaching it with fruit helps it uh, helps it to stay calm. Oh, and apparently Ash has a Noivern. I did not know that. Well, he's got a Noi bat, but I guess it has evolved in an episode that has not appeared yet. Oh, okay. Spoiler. <laughs> Travis, what do we got for moves? Yeah, I'm going to take one of the recommended sets from Smogon, but replace replace one of the moves just because I think it's more fun. Um you can do a, a choice specs set. Uh, that, that's one that they recommend with uh, Draco Meteor, Hurricane, uh, Flamethrower, and then U-Turn is their last one, which doesn't get the choice specs benefit, but is just a good move anyway. Um, but I think that's less fun, um, especially because you can do cool things with the second set they recommend, which I'm going to tweak a little bit, which uses Taunt and Roost. Um, so... Uh, the idea here is to be to counter a lot of Pokemon that your opponent might often lead with. Um, if if there's some sort of setup strategy that your opponent's going to have, having both recovery and the ability to use Taunt is great. And uh, the ability Infiltrator makes it so that if for some reason their first Pokemon is setting up something like a Light Screen or a Reflect, you can get through that too. Um, they recommend Draco Meteor, and then either Flamethrower or Air Slash, then Taunt and Roost. 
But I think if you're running Neuvern, you should go Draco Meteor, and then Boom Burst, and then Taunt and Roost. Because, uh, sure, you get better type coverage with either... Well, you get Stab with Air Slash, and you get better typing coverage with Flamethrower. But there's so few Pokemon that learn... There's three Pokemon, I guess five if you count um, through breeding, because Talo and... You can breed into Talo and Chatot, but there's there's only five Pokemon that can learn Boom Burst, and really cool, 140 base power, 100% chance to hit. The only other thing that it, the only other effect that it has is that in doubles or triples, it does damage to all adjacent Pokemon, including allies. Um, and then they have if they have Soundproof, they're not affected. But just 100% accuracy, 140 power, normal type move, special. It's a special move, by the way. This is really cool. So few Pokemon get it. So why aren't you running it on Neuvern if you're running a Neuvern? <laughs> That's what I think. It's going to do a lot of damage, and it's you're going to look cool doing it. So that's what matters. Do you uh, say what ability you should have? Infiltrator. Um, and then we can do... Uh, timid nature and then 252 uh, like full evs in special attack and speed um i don't know if you said this but with a life orb if i didn't say it infiltrator ignores the effects of reflect light screen safeguard and miss and it's it also can get past a substitute, substitute. as well yeah. as of gen 6 it can get past substitute yeah so when i went to when pokemon worlds was here in dc um in 2014 uh, I think Jim, who I was hanging out, had a competitive Neuvern on his team. Um, but I think from what I remember, one of the he had one of the wrong moves on it at, and didn't realize it until he was actually in competition. But it has been used competitively. Uh, Neuvern is the... Uh, trivia of Bulbapedia here. Neuvern is the fastest dragon-type Pokemon with a base speed of 123. I always forget that Neuvern's dragon. Mm -hmm. uh, Neuvern and its pre-evolution Noibat are the only dual flying type Pokemon uh, with, fly with flying as their primary. Flymary. Uh, Noivern can be seen... Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh, I guess that's true. Because uh, I think most bird Pokemon are normal slash flying. Noivern mm -hmm. can be seen parallel to Crobat in several, way several ways. They're both flying Pokemon. They both have Infiltrator. They both have the same base stat total uh, for their HP, defense, and special defense. And uh, Neuvern and Neubat, I feel like often forgot, forgotten about. And the shiny is one of, it's, it's one of the greens, but it's pretty sweet. Yeah, so. it's not like one of the, the bad greens. It's, so Neuvern is, is like purple and like turquoise, and uh, the shiny is red and green. Like a mute, like like a mute green and uh, like a deep red. Yeah, kind of like a distorted Christmas nightmare. <laughs> That's my favorite Kanye West album. Distorted Christmas nightmare? I didn't yeah. know. Top of the charts. I think that wraps up our show for you guys. I don't know what, what our time is at here. An hour and a half. So probably with cuts, probably about an hour and 20 minutes. If there are, If there's no news next week, so we got what? Less than two weeks to E3? So probably next time we record, it will be right before E3, so probably no news. Um, and then the week after, we'll probably have a bunch. So 
Uh, we'll keep you updated. I don't know if we'll record early or not, depending on how much news is dropped or how much news is not dropped. But uh, uh, keep your eyes peeled to our Twitter for, for updates like that. So that's at Pokemon Podcast. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, you could do so. Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective. Otherwise, I had something here. Oh, otherwise, uh, we're running old episodes of It's Super Effective on our Mixler page. Uh, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mixler.com slash PKMNCast. Um, Mixler is M-I-X-L-R. There's no E. Travis is at the Travis W. Will is at Wash mm-hmm. in the Sink. Do you want to email us? SBJ at PKMNCast.com. I am at Dragging a Lake on Twitter. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super, super effective. B Guy you.